Hi, I'm Aiden. I'm Xavier. And this is Game Thoughts. So, Xavier, what are we, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about Halo 3 ODST. Oh, fuck yeah. My mo- I'm not going to lie to you, I think my most favorite game. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's in definitely in my top ten. I think, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those games that it really... Because, okay... Like we were talking about pre the show, um, unlike playing as Master Chief, you know, playing as Master Chief is cool and all, right? But I just, I just feel like playing as the rookie and the, the squad of, you know, uh, as the ODST troopers, I just, I feel like it's a lot better because, you know, you're not the superhuman genetic fucking dude who can literally choke slam a brute into the ground, okay? Like, you're a basic man, you know? You're just a dude with a suit. No overshields. No overshields. So we don't have shields. So whenever we saw Brute, we were like, well, we're fucked. fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do you remember your um that one mission, the very first mission as Buck? And you were just dropped out of the drop pod, right? That's the one where you wake up, right? Yeah, you, you get he gets like thrown very hard into the side of a wall and then crashes down and then he, I think he landed upside down I think I'm not 100% sure but he gets out and he's walking it's like all it's just right after the jump of the super carrier right and then yeah. like halfway through it you have to fight hunters that was that was awful yeah I mean it really does throw you into the fact that hey you're not a badass anymore you're you're just you're just a dude doing doing what he's told, you know. Because like um, what was, it's just because I I don't know how many times I've almost died at that mission when I had uh of like eight fucking brutes and a couple grunts and two hunters in front of me. Like I don't know how many times I've almost died at that mission, but it like I think that's like I think they would have done a very good job if that was your first mission. You know what I mean? If they would have rewritten it that way, but the way that they did it is good. But it's a that mission was like a really good wake up call of going, "Hey, guess what? You're a meat bag." Yeah, shit's <laughs> about to get real. Because I think I think Halo Three ODST was the very first game where I like for Halo. Besides Halo One, okay, Halo One did have a couple moments against the Flood where I was like, "Well, shit," but like. Halo 3 ODST is that one where it's like, damn, I really can't do anything that I want to. Yeah, I mean, you're... Yeah, you're just... You're just... You're just the dude doing dude things, you know? <laughs> dude doing dude things. You're, like you said, you're not this genetic superhuman that's built for fucking doomsday destruction in a can. <laughs> so... Well, this... you know... All the other Halos that we've played so far, right, as Master Chief, right, we we start, like, the whole game of premise, like, besides Halo 1, Halo 1, it kind of felt like, damn, humanity could lose, right? But then after that, for, like, Halo 2 and Halo 3 and all the new Halos, it feels like you're a badass and that you're always winning the war, you know what I mean, against the Covenant. But in Halo 3 ODST... It really does feel like that you're 
losing. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that we're on Earth on this, on this, and Halo 3 ODST, but, like, it really felt like shit. They've taken this whole city, and there's nothing we can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really puts you in in perspective of of what goes down behind what Master Chief does. Yeah. Besides Halo Reach, I think that's the only game that like really makes you feel like, damn. Shit's getting real. <laughs> yeah. Cause even I even in Halo Wars 2, like, there's not really there's a kind of a pressure that you're losing, but not really. You know what I mean? That's an RTS one, right? Yeah, that's the RTS one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like even watching the newer uh, Halo trailers that they have for Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite kind of feels like Halo Three ODST. Like if you remember those trailers. Yeah. Um, it was very. It's very scary to think about. That like, because like I don't even. We don't even know what the story is right now for Halo Infinite, but we can already tell we're gonna ask it. We, we know we're fighting the Banished. But other than that, that's it. And that was kind of how it was for Halo 3. Like, we saw the trailers. I mean, for Halo 3 ODST, that was, we saw the trailers of these soldiers standing around this campfire uh, with a with an ODST flag on, a, on like, a grave. Because they're, they're truly getting their ass kicked left and right. You know. Um, and then that mission when you're as buck the very first time you're walking down that main street and there's a bunch of dead elites you can find and buck calls over the radio he's like uh because i don't know if you rem you remember dare vanessa mm -hmm. you know buck's love yep. buck's love interest um like he he calls over the radio and this is just halo 2 like when the brutes and the elites just started hating each other you know what I mean? Yeah. So, at this point, they're already killing each other. And they're kind of fighting with the humans, but at the same time, not. Right? So, it's kind of a torn battle. Um, but, like, he calls over the radio to Vanessa. He's like, uh, why the fuck are elites and brutes killing each other? And she's like, that's classified. We can't tell you that. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're on the yeah. same goddamn planet, both getting our asses kicked, and you can't tell me something? You know? It's like... Yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't make any... It didn't make any sense, but, like, it was kind of a cool little Easter egg that you could find. What was your... Yeah, and what was your favorite part of Halo 3 ODST? I think, honestly, I didn't play the ODST one that much. I normally played, like, the earlier Halos oh, more yeah. until I started coming, until, like, Battlefield and stuff came out, and then that's that's where I went. But I think my favorite part would be just the feeling of, of just constant, like, dread, almost. Like, you're, you're constantly feeling like you're gonna... Like, you don't have everything under control like like you do when you are Master Chief. Well, like, the music really put that in perspective. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, uh, people who are watching and uh, listening to the podcast right now, you can, you can hear the Halo 3 ODST music in the background right now. And, like, 
when you're playing the rookie, this is half the shit that you hear while you're walking around the city, okay? So, this game really, honestly, I think Bungie, this is this game was the best game that Bungie did music-wise. Halo 3 was pretty good, okay? But I think Halo 3 ODST did it better. Yeah, because that, that this, while you listen to it, you can hear, like, it's just, like, sorrowful. And then every once in a while, it kind of gets, you know, that big, intense, um, like, uh, vibrato to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just really puts you in the mood for what's happening. Yeah, because it's like, you're separated from your team, so you're stressed and you're kind of sad you're walking around this huge city that is just filled with blood and you know signs that say they're not here to help and you know um you can find those side stories with the i can't remember what they're called i think they're little phone call stations um, oh like the audio logs yeah right? the audio logs from this girl named sadie uh which is um i can't remember who's the who's the os system uh the superintendent there we go so the superintendent uh, her the created the superintendent was created by Sadie's dad, and the story is kind of hard to put together. They didn't do a really good job on the side story. I will admit that. Um, they could have done probably a little bit better with it, but like, uh, so sh- the Sadie is trying to go join the UNSC, but her dad created the superintendent to take care of the city, but. It also tracks his daughter and takes care of his daughter at the same time, right? So as she's trying to leave the city, she's on a train, okay, and she's heading out, and um, that's when the Covenants start to invade. So the train shuts down and stops, and Sadie was like, what are you doing? You know, she's like whispering to the superintendent and everything, and then people around her are like, are you talking to it, you know? And it was just a unique kind of side story. It's like, holy shit, we can hear what happens and when of this invasion going on. You know what I mean? Like, you hear people screaming, running, and it's just, you feel like, holy shit, the human race is in danger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you get that constant, like, in this, especially with, you know, the audio logs telling you what is happening in the past, and then every once in a while you get those flashbacks of playing, you know, the other playable characters, you're constantly getting, there's no skips in the story, you know, you're, you know, basically, like, not everything that's happening, but you know what's happening, you know, like, you, you are always in the loop of, of what's going on. It's not just like boom, 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 like point A, point B, point point C. It's just it's it's more fluid compared to, you know, a lot of the games of, of its time. Yeah. It's just I just am so in love with how they told the story. Cause like you said, of you're always you're you know what happens between everyone, like what their major parts are. And like, you're like, damn. Because the rookie was knocked out for, like, 12 hours, I think it was. So, like, when they dropped, it was bright daytime. Midday, almost. And then you wake up, and it's pitch black out. And you're in the side of a building. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have to jump from, like, the fourth or fifth story of a building in your drop pod. 
and you take damage. And it's like, shit. You know, the rookies over here are missing all the action of the big parts. Because, like, at one part, I'm pretty sure they had a mission where, I can't remember who it was, um, you play as, I think, you play as, uh, Dutch? I think you play as, I think you play as Dutch. And you, um, you have to basically go to the Oni building. You know, the Office of Naval Intelligence. Which is basically Space CIA, okay? <laughs> it's Space CIA. And you have right. to blow it up. As Dutch and I think Romeo might have been there. No, Romeo was Buck. I think you're with Mickey. Mickey and Ro Dutch both have to go up and blow up Oni. And then that's when they get to the rooftop and fly off in a uh, pelican. And then you watch it blow up. And that was really the only time besides when you escape at the end of the game when you felt relief. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and then you also got to think, like, when this game came out, I mean, it did have some, some pretty good games to go against. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Assassin's Creed. Uh, or Dragon Age. A lot of people don't play that, but uh, Dragon Age Origins, one of the better games in in that series, and Assassin's Creed 2, also one of the better games in that series. They came out that year as well, so you're having to compete with these massive, you know, franchises that have been around. I don't think as long, but uh, did did become as popular as Halo. Mm -hmm. In a short amount of time, and then you you still get people that say, you know, this game was like the one of the greatest games of that year, and you're you're competing with games uh, games also like Call of Duty. I mean, Modern Warfare Two came out that year. That's a really really big game. Hell, even Super Mario Bros. came out for the Wii. I mean, I mean, we're talking about this game being old as fuck. And people still today saying it's one of the be best campaign games and Halo games to date. So, yeah, it's just, um, what was it? The, on the topic of it coming out with other games, like all these other games came out, right? They all had, they were all more popular, uplifting games, right? If we look into them, they're like, ah. Dragon Age was pretty interesting of a game. Okay. It was pretty good. But, like, I think, like, how ODST, like, advertised itself. Because I remember some of the advertisements from back in the day, back in 2009, when it came out. And it was just, like, watching that shit, it was like, damn. Because, like, I think the artwork that they did for it, and just the sound, and everything that they did for it, to, like, and they did everything in their possible power to let you know that this wasn't the type of uplifting game that usually Halo is. You know what I mean? Uh, Halo 3 ODST was more of the one of, hey, you're gonna get your ass kicked, and you better like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, along that uh, line of it being, you know, really hard and you're getting your ass kicked, I think that was also 
yet again another another good thing that came with that game is just yet again just the dread and knowing that everything's fucking out to get you and you know you're just there's nothing you can really do i mean what do you do well there's this one mission towards the ending when you're trying to find vanessa so i think you get a radio call you can hear her over the radio playing as buck and you have to go down in this where the this is basically where the superintendent's main system is it's all the service tunnels for him and stuff like that it's a pretty big place and inside where the superintendent's core is the hive if you remember them the fucking uh little flying bugs oh yeah those really annoying yeah yeah they made a nest in there when they first invaded and they're fucking awful you know you're constantly getting swarmed by them and like as chief you're just like sniping them left and right with a fucking battle rifle or something like that but in this game you get like three choices you get an smg or a silenced pistol or you can pick up some kind of covenant weapon. Those are the only guns that you really get. Like that, I think that's the second game that we only get. Like, we don't. There's not even an assault rifle in the game. I don't think. I don't even think you could find a battle rifle. You can find a shotgun once in a while if you look around. But other than that, you're like bare bones for guns. And like, the game really emphasized dropping your gun because you're out of ammo. Like, you ran out of ammo really fucking quick in that game just because of enemies of how strong they were. Yeah. Yeah, you're just constantly scavenging. Well, not, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess you could call it scavenging. Not, not in the terms of, you know, like, fucking Daisy or something, but you're constantly, you know, on the run, moving, you know, you're trying to find more ammo because, as you said, everything is just, little beefy bitches just take everything um yeah i mean it gives it just that hard hard feeling i think out of all the games uh maybe maybe halo one um this game was one of the hardest halos to date it was harder than hell because i think the main fact was like you don't have that over over shield but um you're also not a beast. You're just a normal orbital shock trooper that is freaking thrown into the mix, following orders, and can't really have a yes or no or say so in anything. Well, yeah, that was the thing with Buck's team is that I, I've read the books and the uh, Buck is that his team was always used for the Black Ops kind of mission, so they're always doing the shit that no one is going to tell them what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? We started off yeah. the game with, instead of dropping with the main ODSTs into the city, we're supposed to jump in and land on the super carrier. That was, I think, the mission of Vanessa of Dare. I think it was. But then, halfway through the drop, she pulls them off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I think she knew that the supercarrier was going to jump and they were looking for Virgil. The real reason they were there is they were looking for Virgil. So Virgil's a little engineer alien. Um, if you've never played Halo, it's basically a flying squid or an octopus. OK, but these things are 
highly smart. Like, they're the smartest creatures in the game, okay? They can learn anything in a matter of seconds, and that's what they wanted it for, was so they could get more advanced shit and learn stuff about what the Covenant was about and what their weaknesses were. And so, like, you already had an off feeling about when Vanessa walked in and she wouldn't tell you what the exact mission was. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I here? And it's just, they did a very good job on how they brought Virgil in. Um, but other than, like, just Virgil alone, we had quite a bit of, actually, like, good storytelling with the rookie. We had the rookie as a brand new character who we first meet sleeping in his fucking drop pod, right? And he's just, he's just falling asleep, just sleeping, and then I think it was Romeo. Romeo comes up, punches him, telling him to wake up. And man is talking to uh, fucking Mickey while they're waiting for their drop time. And Buck walks up after talking to Vanessa. And that's when you kind of learn that they were supposed to. Vanessa and Buck were dating right at that pre-show. I guess you could call it their talking. And he makes a hint at like them supposed to getting married. And so I think it was Romeo hands a fucking shotgun to Dutch, and Dutch is like, sweet, let's fucking do this, we're gonna land on a super carrier. But then Buck walks up, takes the shotgun out of Dutch's hands, and hands him a sniper, no, hands Romeo the sniper rifle, and he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with a goddamn sniper rifle and a super carrier? Because, you know, why Why would I need a sniper in right. a super carrier? So it's it's just the whole way they introduced every character at the beginning is interesting. Yeah, it gives them all like a uh, like a, a personal touch. Like uh, I was reading up on some of like the Reddit posts of like what people like about the game, and one of the big things that a lot of people do like is that the people like your um, your teammates, uh, the ODSTs, they um, they just like they just bicker and bat like banter and talk and like they all have like their own personalities throughout the game while you're you know doing what you're doing and it just gives it like almost like a personal touch to it like you're not so like it gives you that little bit of hope because they're they have that little bit of hope well yeah like a lot of military games show, like, the brotherhood between them, right? This fake brotherhood that, like, everyone's nice to each other at every point, right? But Halo ODST really goes, yeah, no, everyone's a fucking dick to each other. But since they have to watch each other's back, they just like each other. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a dysfunctional family, so to say. And I, that's, right. that's why it worked so well. Yeah, and it's just, like, I was trying to do some digging and trying to find, like, anything that nobody, let, that people didn't like about the game. And it's literally, like, so hard. Like, you have to go to, like, page, like, 30 of the Reddit 
justifying someone saying something they don't like and they get shut down immediately because it was something dumb. You know, it's just it's such a good game, which is which isn't really rare for older games, especially like I feel like games started to droop around 2013, maybe, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, That's when like you had like two or three games a year that were good instead of like five, six, like where you're going to GameStop with your mom and having her fucking buy you know, this game because it's rated M or rated R or whatever it's rated because you're too young to buy it. Now it's, you know, it's just different. Like, you got Halo Infinite coming out, which every most people are hyped for, I would say. Like, almost every Halo fan, I would say, is really hyped for it. There's been yeah. some criticism about it. Um, well, okay. Not much. I think it's yeah. just the graphics-wise. Like, the, like, the, the um, animations look a little cartoony, yeah. but hey, that's 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 Halo for you. I mean, the, it's 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 a cartoon like style sort of. Yeah. Let's let's get on the topic of that real quick about the Halo Infinite trailer that they were talking about. So, what I want a lot of Halo people to understand is that right when the fucking trailer started, it said pre-alpha footage. Okay. This is fucking pre-alpha footage, and you guys are shitting on it like it's a Call of Duty game. That just released, okay? Yeah, straight up. Like, like I have seen Call of Duty games drop worse than their actual fucking trailers, and no one says a goddamn word because we're expecting a Call of Duty game every fucking year. The reason Call of Duty games suck so much, and the reason why I've canceled my pre-order for Black Ops, is it's because it's the same goddamn game every fucking... It's worse than EA. And EA, me being a longtime fan of EA, that's that's really sad. like I agree with him. EA is pretty bad. I mean, it used to not be like or, uh, back in the I think their last good game was Battlefield Four. Yeah. That's when they stopped. Like that's that they didn't really have any microtransactions unless you count DLCs. But everybody does DLC. There's very few games nowadays that don't make you pay for DLC. But um. Then they started doing like you buy cosmetics in games. I mean, it's like I'm playing fucking Counter Strike, yep, but in Battlefield, and it's the same with Call of Duty. I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Me being, I, I played that game a lot. Uh, I wanted to do like ranked and stuff, but that's when I kind of stopped playing because realized that it's just. It is just the same thing over and over again, like every year, like I'd go back and revisit some of the older Call of Duties, like my favorite Call of Duty being Modern Warfare 3. And I I'd look at it and be like, this is the same game almost. It just looks better. Yeah, the the like, Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare, all they basically added was a fucking tactical sprint. And then better <laughs> animations and leaning on a wall to be able to aim. To right. And then, yeah. And then maybe like, you know, some graphical enhancements and that's it. But like people like talk about like the campaign of Call of Duty, the new one is fucking amazing. I love the story. Yeah, it's that, really good. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason I ever get Call of Duty is, is because of the story. But like, right. I never like I'll play multiplayer and then I'll be done after the first month. Because it's literally yeah, the yeah. same thing. Like, like you, I don't you know how many... shit on, or you don't. Yeah, I don't know how many fucking times I've played a Call of Duty game, 
and there's at least three or four overpowered guns that people only use. You know what I mean? Like right, and 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 with Halo, I never I I played a little bit of the multiplayer when when I was a kid when I was playing Halo, like two and three i didn't have very much friends so i mean i wasn't really playing online that much you know that's that it was pretty toxic for little kids i mean yeah. but that's who we made it that's who that's who we are today like now. i I, but, um, I i grew up watching my brother play halo 3 multiplayer okay that's why i love halo so much is because halo was the very first game i was ever introduced to i was introduced to modern warfare 2 also but what look watching him play modern warfare 2 was like eh. you know what i mean like i like i'm a huge military shooter especially world war 2 if you ever get to know me but halo the reason halo is so good is because they're storytelling right and people right. shit on the new halos all the time such as halo 4 and halo 5 halo 4 i understand halo 4 wasn't that good i i don't like the way that they uh showed up the, with the prometheans I think they could have been a better job with that, okay? But when people are like, oh, fucking Sprint, why did they add Sprint? It's like, you do realize Bungie did that. Like, Bungie and Halo Reach added Sprint. It was just an ability that you have to have, right? And then I see a lot of group pages saying, like, Halo could still be a good game without Sprint. And I'm sitting here like, no, the They're fuck really gonna it bash it could. because of Sprint. Yeah, like... I mean, like... They're just trying to make it like, you know, those old Halo games, their campaigns were like fucking like three day adventure. Dude, Halo 1. Halo 1 had the fucking longest campaign I've ever played Straight in any up. game. Every mission was like at least an hour fucking long. Okay, that's what yeah, it felt Yeah, I remember, like. pl I literally remember playing co-op with my dad. We would get, like, I would get home from school, me being like fucking like third grade. Getting home from school at like two thirty, and me and him playing until like ten o'clock, and we finished like two missions, and exactly. then come back and do it the next day. I mean, like, it was just so like I'm not saying it was bad. Like those uh, Halo's campaigns have always been good. It's just they added this sprint feature, so I mean, you can just you know in the parts that you're not busy and you're not doing anything, you're you can get through it and get to the next part, you know, get the story through your head as fast as you can, you know, like, so you're not either losing what, what just happened or stuff like that. I feel. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like I get that the old halos were good, but for three, four, three to take over and to do their thing, we like, we can't just stay in the old days. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's a new company. If you want to bring in new customers and more people to buy your game. Because at the end of the day, it's a it's a company. Okay, it needs to make money. Right? And if yeah. that means adding Sprint is going to bring in more people, fine. That's fine by me. Just keep the story the way it is. Don't change all that. You know what I mean? So, like... When when Cortana died at the end of Halo 4, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty interesting of a way to do this. Like, I fucking right. loved the ending cutscenes of Halo 4. Like, those were such cinematic gold pieces of, like, watching Chief go through the realization of, holy shit, Cortana's dead. 
okay? And then you play all of Halo 5 trying to find her, and then you finally find her, and you're, and you're like, damn, this bitch be crazy. Yeah, she, like, a whole ass different, like, AI. Yeah, exactly. And, like... Because isn't it, like, she gets, like, not, um... Something happens to her with, like... So, Halo the, 4, she, she, uh, I can't remember what it's called. She goes into rampancy. There you go. That's basically what an AI is older than eight years old in the game. And it starts to go insane. Basically, the human way of going insane. And so that happens. She goes insane. Um, and they're all of Chief, like, Chief was really attached to Cortana. Because Cortana has always been there since he left boot camp. Or I can't remember. After Halo Reach is when Halo 1 is about to start. But he's been with Cortana even just a little bit before that when she was being tested. And they grew up together protecting each other, right? So in Halo 4, Chief was making all these promises. Like even in Halo 3, we lost Cortana at the end of Halo 2. Right? Because of the flood yeah. ship. Chief left her behind so he could have the ship go supernova wiping out the whole place right right but then she survives and the whole time he's having these flashbacks of finding cortana and then they get back to earth and we do that whole thing of cortana being insane uh i mean having flashbacks of trying to find her chief was like we need to find her we need to find her i gotta find her they find her but it was only like a fake hologram, and so they have to keep searching, and then they find her again, I think, sometime either a couple missions before the ending or something like that. Um, and she literally says in Halo 3, don't make a girl a promise that you can't keep. Okay? And what the fuck does he do all of Halo 4? Make promises he can't keep. And that was the fuck bit. You know? Um... So, it's just, I don't know. Bungie did a great storytelling. 343 is doing an okay job. Halo 3, I mean, Halo 4 wasn't very good. Um, Halo Wars 2 was very good, I think. And Halo oh, Wars yeah. 5 oh, was yeah. good. Um, but for Halo 3 ODST, I think that was the best one that Bungie did, besides like either Halo 2 or Halo 3. Uh, I think Halo 3 ODST is the best standalone Bungie did. That's that's yeah. basically where to wrap up of what we were just talking about. But like, yeah, don't be talking shit about like the whole sprint mechanic. What are you, five? Like, I get it. It's not Call of Duty. But unless you're developing the fucking game, just sit down, grab a juice box, and play the game. Okay, it's Halo. Like, <laughs> when people talk to me and they're like, no, Halo 4 and Halo 5 are shit because of sprint mechanics. I'm sitting here like, I have loved every Halo except for Halo Wars 1. You know? Like, I literally just love Halo. But there's people out there that just can't handle things changing. And it's the dumbest shit ever. Right, and to go back with uh, with what you said, uh, for it being a new company, it does need to, you know, ad adhere to the newer, the newer generation of gamers. You know, the you know, being used to, you know, uh, sprint and, and certain mechanics, I mean, they really don't change up the gameplay except adding sprint, and you see how that backlashes. Yeah. 
well, not even. I mean, it didn't really backlash on them. They they couldn't give a rat's ass. But you know, it's it's a one mechanic thing, and you know, all the most of the diehard fans are are like li- like you said, living in the past. And yeah, I guess it's you know, it's good to reminisce in the past sometimes. But you got to move forward. I mean. <laughs> If you want to relive in the past and hell, buy Halo One, Two, Three, and Reach, and then no, just we have we have Halo Master past. Chief Collection for a fucking reason. Okay, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason we have that game. And you think you think if Three Four Three really was a shit company, like an asshole company, you think that they would would literally throw out games that the other company made? Yeah, like they didn't it's have to like, remaster fucking Halo. Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't say that Halo 1 was a good remaster, though. I can't. Halo 1 was a, Halo 1 Anniversary was a horrific fucking remaster. Right, right. Okay, like the animations and just animations logging up with fucking the speech of the game was so It was like a bad Japanese. Yeah, it was. It would just play the game in regular graphics. That's what I say. Just yeah, and it's just because like they they really didn't. Tr- I think they really just like honestly they would just take models and then just put a new model on it. Yeah, not would... change any of the movements. Kind of like with the Cortana thing, and then make everything look like a fucking like cyberspace punk guy fucking threw up everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was. Not a very good remaster. Um, Halo 2, though, they did a fucking awesome job with the Halo 2 remaster. Like, right. like the cinematic cutscenes and the graphics overall, they're pretty. Okay, they're fucking pretty. They're very pretty. But right. other than that, 343 doesn't have to do that. They could just be like, fuck you. Right, Maybe. I feel like with most game companies, I feel... Personally, when you remaster something, it should be like an HD remaster, kind of like um the old like RTS games do now. They yeah. they do an HD remaster where they where they fix some of the old bugs that were game breaking, but they still keep in the ones that are you know funny to the uh, to the community, uh, stuff like that. Um, I think what's his face? Um, the spiffing Brits. If you guys want to watch someone that does a lot of old RTS games and remastered versions of them, he does a bunch of stuff like that where he'll even go into like Halo and stuff and exploit old old you know bugs and stuff and then play the remastered versions and then he'll still be able to do it because it was loved by the community. It wasn't game breaking. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just so. It's it's atrocious of what the fuck. Like three four three has had their time, right? I get okay. I'm gonna so if you guys ever who are watching my podcast have ever heard of a YouTuber named Noodle, I'm gonna go off one of their his allergies uh, allergies. Bungie is the dad and Microsoft is the mom, okay, <laughs> and and. Microsoft divorced Bungie, and then now we're having to deal with the new stepdad. He's not the greatest. We don't really talk that much, but deep down inside, we love them. 
and still care for them. Not as much as the real dad, okay. But you still do. But you still do, okay? You deal with it. And that's kind of what we're at right now with 343. You know what I mean? Like, I really hope with Infinite they do something good. I'm kind of sad that it's delayed until early 2021. But when people were flipping out about the fucking pre-alpha... Listen, we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation right now about the problems of fucking Halo Infinite if it wasn't because of COVID, okay? Like, you have to realize, COVID fucked all of this. And now we're feeling it, okay? <laughs> we started this episode on Halo 3 ODST, and now we're getting off track and talking about other games, but I don't care, because we already told us, told you guys how much Halo 3 ODST is good. Now we're talking about some of the fuck-ups, okay? But the problem yeah, is, is that 343 has had the worst launch of games ever. Halo 4 wasn't that good, in my opinion. My opinion. Halo 5 did okay, but they still had to compete with a couple other games when they came out. And now with Halo Infinite, we're having to deal with fucking COVID. So give them some slack. They've had a lot of stress lately, and they're just, you know, I can't blame them. I can't blame the great game director for being like, fuck you guys. <laughs> he didn't say that. But, like, he is under a lot of stress right now because of COVID and trying to get this game finished. You know, where he's going to be three or four months behind schedule when this game comes out. And we just have to live with that. Like, it was supposed to launch with the new console. And that went out the window. And so now the new Xbox consoles are out from pre-orders, right? People already have their hands on them. And, like, you can like PS5, you can like Xbox. But what PS Xbox is promising right now for all their specs, and I've seen some of the games, like, they have this cool feature of you can play two games at once. Oh, yeah, you can, like, resume. Yeah, yeah, quick resume. And it's like, I'm I'm excited for what they're going to do with Halo Infinite, right? The What what I loved the most was the new weapons, but I died. I fucking loved their grappling hook. I want to be able to grappling hook something and yeet it at a fucking grunt, okay? <laughs> right, use a grunt <laughs> to kill a grunt. Exactly. Like... Fuck grunts, I... <laughs> like, I don't know. They just did a really good job on the whole story of how it's looking. Um, other than that, there's... I just don't know what to tell you about the people who are shitting on this game right now. It's like, you haven't even played the game. Like, like I've watched trailers. Like, re the Mafia 3 game, the trailers didn't look that interesting to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I bought it. And I fucking love Mafia 3 now. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's just how the new Halo Infinite game is going to be. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it looks shit. There's things popping in and out. The graphics don't look good. The brute that was talking to me at the end looked cartoony. I'm like, yeah. Pre-alpha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've seen it's games that look... I've seen games look fucking worse than that, okay? Like, I have, I'm pre-alpha testing one game right now. Sadly, can't talk about it because I had to sign an NDA. But trust me, Halo Infinite is looking fucking fantastic right now compared to the game that I have pre-alpha testing for. 
Okay, so just take a breath, breathe it out, you know, chill. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, also a lot of people understand, like, some games, like, if you're a PC player, um, some games on Steam will be in pre-alpha or alpha for fucking years. Star Citizen. Or or uh, one of me and Aiden's, uh, one of our games is uh, Squad. Squad was in fucking alpha for like five years. Mm-hmm. Or a game that I like to play, Beeman G Drive. It's been in alpha for almost six years now. Or early release. Or pre-release. I think it's pre-release. But still, like, give it some time. I mean, it's not like Call of Duty where you got to expect one every every year. You know, they take the time to try to make them good. I mean, sometimes they're not. <laughs> Halo 4. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like, it could, it, could, it could honestly be worse. It could be a fucking Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. All right, let's 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 take our 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 winning our winnings and just 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 leave it leave it at that. Twenty twenty has already been a bad year, so why not make it work? Or why not try not to make it work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I have faith if we just let it do its thing, um, and then the whole thing, okay. Not to shit on creators or already of YouTube, <laughs> right? But Halo follower needs to calm the fuck down. That he is the most clickbaity shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Yeah, he's like a fucking. He's like a. Uh, I play two K. He's like a two K fucking YouTuber. When a new two K gets announced, they're fucking. Ooh, we got the new two K game. Yeah. Oh, this Hold game on. isn't let's, out for like a whole another seven months. Let's, <laughs> like, let's search up the one of the newest fucking videos that he put out. Here we go. Here we go. So it's a picture of a Spartan. A lot of lot of fucking contrast. It says leaks, reveals coming, Halo Infinite gameplay coming soon, leak plus multiplayer and campaign releasing separate plus multiplayer beta, and it's like. Can you fit any more into your fucking title? Right. Yeah. It's just, I feel like people, like you said, just need to chill. Let it, let it, let them do their thing. You know, they're, like you said, been under a lot of pressure. And I feel like the more criticism that we do give them, the worse the game is going to turn out. Because the more that they're going to realize, maybe the fan base doesn't give a shit. So why should we? Yeah. Because uh, we're just making money, and they're going to become a EA well, developer. The, one Let's of the th- not do that. <laughs> one of the things that pissed me off, right, about Halo Follower, is one of his videos he put out a week ago. What his title goes: New Halo Infinite Campaign Images, plus multiplayer gameplay coming? Question mark. Plus three four three emails me on content drought. He's worse than fucking Keemstar. <laughs> like like that's pretty bad folks yeah like it's just i like i get it he's a content creator he's got to make money right right but if you watch halo follower as much as you possibly like him he is not he i i don't want to fucking pull a politics donald trump okay but fake news it is fake news a lot of hey, his shit is fake news He's a clickbait. He's he's trying to get you to watch his 
fucking video. And that's that's how he makes his his money, and that's why he does what he continued to do because people fall for it. Exactly. But hey, you know, if if I I hope out of you know however hundred thousands or millions of people that watch his videos, uh, I hope they don't believe it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of that is actually as soon as you click on a video counts as a view. As soon as you skip the ad and a second passes on that video, it's a view. So I feel like 80% of those are probably people that realized, hey, within two minutes of that video or hell, probably 30 seconds are like, oh, damn, you know, after 30 seconds of him saying he's going to do a giveaway or whatever he does. I don't know. I've never watched him, but that's <laughs> how most clickbaits do. Um, they're like, wait a minute. This probably ain't right. I hope that you guys would go to Bungie's official site. They actually do have an official site. Okay, but um, Bungie, you, you'd want 343. Or 343, yeah, not Bungie. Bungie is just like, Bungie's site, they just talk about old Halo games, sorry. Yep. 343 has an actual site. Um, you go to there, they'll give you live updates on what's going on. Uh, People talk. Yeah. Um, Hidden Xperia on YouTube is also a very good place to check out news. He's actually pretty good at telling the actual shit. Um... But other than that, don't listen to Halo Follower. And if you do, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you believe him, we are so sorry. Yeah, we are if so you watch sorry. him on accident, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody uh, clicks on a clickbait every once in a while. Yeah. For God knows I have. Oh yeah, 100%. 2K, man. From the new 2K's drop, I always get drug into it. I don't even play 2K anymore, but still. I still buy them. I don't know why. There's something with it. Yeah, I bought Madden 21 this year, so I don't blame them. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's like EA, EA with sport games used to be good in early 2000, early 2010s with like Madden 2012, 2013, where uh, those were big jumps in uh, graphics and gameplay. If you guys ever played those, um, after that it was kind of the same damn game over <laughs> and over again. I mean, hell, from I think it was Madden 15 to Madden 25. Because I don't think they did a Madden 16. I don't remember. They did like one that was like a Madden. And then it was a Madden 25. Because it was like a 25 oh, yeah. year yeah, legacy or whatever. It had Adrian Peterson that, on the. Yeah, it had a, yeah. A, a, AP on it. And that game was horrendous compared to the one before. Oh, it. Yeah, it was bad. I remember that. It was like a whole ass new game. But like if you're in the early 2000s. Um. And then they went back up to making the same damn game again. FIFA, I feel bad for you guys. Uh, you guys have gotten the same game like four years in a row. Updated rosters. I just keep with their favorite game and then just keep updating the rosters. That's what I do with Madden. Hell, I still have fucking Madden 18. Yeah, I skip. I skip every other year. So one year I'll get NHL 20. Like last year I got NHL 19. So then this year I got NHL, I mean Madden 21. But then I I saw the fucking game tra gameplay trailer of NHL 21 and I'm like, fuck. I think the only cool thing they added like a like a, a like a almost like a park kind of thing for right? Madden. Like, yeah, the, it's called the yard. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I've heard that. about that. That seems pretty cool. For wait, was, that was for Madden? Yeah. It's they called, have it's like called a, the yard. Yeah. A my player thing. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, you create your own avatar and everything. I thought that was for NHL. NHL, they have a cool new Be a Pro fucking story. And it's a lot more engaging with your coaches and stuff. So that's why I'm kind of wanting to get it. 
Uh, I think Madden 19 also had like a a uh, like a three. You could do like a three v three kind of thing with like your yeah. own character, but like it wasn't. Oh, like, NHL, like, NHL 19. Yeah. yeah, they have. It's called. Um, I can't remember what the gameplay is called, but yeah, it's a three v three more arcadey kind of. Yeah, because you, you the, don't you the, just get customized. Yeah, and the and like you can have different cool players on your team, and you can have mascots on your team. And like, yeah. there's something called money puck. So like, a puck, if you score a goal, can cost either two or three more points than it would usually if it was just a normal puck. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. We're just saying that even though that you guys might not be so hyped for Halo Infinite, uh, there's a lot of and one shitty of... games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even. Even not just games, but developers. I'm not saying they're all shitty. Uh, y'all gotta make a buck, but I mean, when you're a multi-billion <laughs> no Man's dog, Sky. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, No Man's Sky. That was a that was a sad day when that came out, and that was really anticipated. Um, Overhyped. I mean, I guess I guess now No Man's Sky next. They did up. They did help hold their promises. It did did come out. Yeah, after three four years after the fucking game came out. Yeah, I remember buying that. I was like, what, is this just a different No Man's Sky? And they're like, no, it's just like an update one. I was like, oh, okay. All right. But I mean, you just, you guys got to look at all the bad, really bad games and bad games and then look and really decide, like, is it, could this, could could this be worse? Because trust me, it could. Yeah. It could be so much worse. So, Aiden, you got anything else to say? No, I think I think we're gonna end the episode there. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the little rant that we had. We started off talking about Halo Three or DST. I, that part that part was probably boring, but then we got onto the topic of other Halos, and yeah, I I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I really love Halo games. I hope they keep making them, but sooner or later they have to come to an end. Um, yeah, I I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the first episode of Game Thoughts. I'm Aiden. This and is, I'm Xavier. Yeah, this is Xavier. We had a lot of fun talking, and I hope you guys uh, have a good rest of your day.